For a young woman who had grown up on an island, in Somerset to be precise, Poppy Bridgerton had spent remarkably little time at the coast. She was not unfamiliar with water. There was a lake near her family's home, and Poppy's parents had insisted that all their children learn to swim. Or perhaps more accurately, they had insisted that all their sons learn to swim. Poppy, the sole daughter of the bunch, took umbrage at the notion that she would be the only Bridgerton to die in a shipwreck, and said as much to her parents, in precisely those words, just before she marched alongside her four brothers to the water's edge and hurled herself in. She'd learned faster than three out of four of her brothers. It wasn't fair to compare her to the eldest. Of course he'd catch on more quickly, and to this day she was, in her opinion, the strongest swimmer in the family. That she might have achieved this goal as much out of spite as natural ability was irrelevant. It was important to learn how to swim. She would have done so even if her parents hadn't originally told her to wait patiently on the grass. Probably. But there would be no swimming today. This was the ocean, or at least the channel, and the chilly, bitter water was nothing like the placid lake at home. Poppy might be contrary, but she wasn't stupid. And alone as she was, she had nothing to prove. Besides, she was having far too good a time exploring the beach. The soft give of the sand beneath her feet, the tang of the salt water air, they were as exotic to her as if she'd been dropped into Africa. Well, maybe not, Poppy thought, as she nibbled on a piece of the very familiar-tasting English cheese she'd brought along on her hike. But still and all, it was new, and it was a change, and that had to count for something. Especially now, with the rest of her life the same as it ever was. It was nearly July, and Poppy's second London season, compliments of her aristocratic aunt, Lady Bridgerton, had recently drawn to a close. Poppy had found herself ending the season much as she'd begun it, unmarried and unattached, and a little bored. She supposed she could have remained in London for the last dregs of the social whirl, hoping that she might actually meet someone she hadn't met before, unlikely. She could have accepted her aunt's invitation to rusticate in Kent, on the off chance that she might actually like one of the unmarried gentlemen who just happened to be invited for dinner, even less likely. But of course, this would have required that she grit her teeth and attempt to hold her tongue when Aunt Alexandra wanted to know what was wrong with the latest offering the least likely of all. Her choices had been dull and duller, but thankfully she'd been saved by her dear childhood friend Elizabeth, who had moved to Charmouth several years earlier with her husband, the affable and bookish George Armitage. George, however, had been called to Northumberland for some urgent family matter, the details of which Poppy had never quite got straight and Elizabeth had been left alone at her seaside house, six and a half months with child. Bored and confined, she'd invited Poppy to come for an extended visit, and Poppy had happily accepted. It would be like old times for the two friends. Poppy popped another bite of cheese into her mouth. Well, except for the massive size of Elizabeth's belly, that was new. 
It meant Elizabeth couldn't accompany her on her daily jaunts to the shore, but that was no matter. Poppy knew her reputation had never included the word shy, but conversational nature notwithstanding, she rather enjoyed her own company. And after months and months of making small talk in London, it felt rather nice to clear her head with the sharp sea air. She'd been trying to take a different route each day, and she had been delighted to discover a small network of caves about halfway between Charmouth and Lyme Regis, tucked away where the foamy waves lapped the shore. Most filled with water when the tide was in, but after surveying the landscape, Poppy was convinced that there had to exist a few that remained dry, and she was determined to find one.